Hey there, I'm Nunzea, and this is Market Scale Grow, a podcast created for ambitious teacherpreneurs looking to have a bigger impact on the world, achieve freedom, flexibility, and ultimately make more money. With weekly strategy sessions and inspiring stories from fellow teachers just like you, my goal here is to help you create a customized marketing strategy so you can grow your teacher business beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome back to Market Scale Grow. I'm your host, Anzea, and this is a Saturday strategy session. Today, we are going to be talking about the right way to market, quote unquote, around right. And specifically, I'm actually going to be diving into what I'm calling the love languages of marketing. So, I didn't do this intentionally, and then I went back to look at my schedule and found out that I had already accidentally put this episode the week of Valentine's Day, which is so perfect because we're talking about love languages, and in just a second, I'll explain what that means, but I am super excited about this, and I am actually in Vancouver. Well, I'm leaving tomorrow when you're listening to this, if you're listening to this real time. I am headed to Vancouver for a girl's trip with my sister. I'm super, super excited. Well, my sister and my daughter and then my sister and my niece. Well, it's going to be super exciting. So anyway, happy Valentine's Day. Let's jump in to the episode. So if you've never heard of the love languages before, there are five of them. And typically they're used in the context of relationships and being able to communicate effectively with others and using their love languages. So there's five of them. They are words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, touch, and quality time. And basically what it just means is like, for me personally, quality time is a huge love language. And so I feel loved. I feel like my bucket is full when I get lots of quality time with my husband. Some people might be gifts might be their love language. And so when they get presents or people shower them with things, I guess, gifts or or presents, then that's how they receive love. And my mother-in-law is very much this person. She's always buying little things for all the people in her life just because it's how she shows that she loves people. So everyone has different love languages. And I was actually listening to a podcast by Lindsay Dotsleff. It was a podcast about money. And in that, she referred to Maggie Reyes's podcast specifically about love languages. And Maggie is a relationship coach, a marriage coach, I believe. I have only listened to a few of her podcasts. But as I was listening to this specific one, the connections were just like zapping in my brain of how these love languages that are definitely 100% designed to speak to relationships and communication in relationships, which is like all these connections to marketing. Now, a couple of things. Number one, I really, really liked Maggie's approach to love languages in relationships. So if it's something that you've heard of or something you're struggling with or something you want to learn more about, I highly recommend Maggie Reyes' Five Love Languages or something along those lines. I'm sure we can tag it in the show notes if you want to go listen to that episode. Her approach to love languages, I found really, really powerful. Now, enough about the backstory. Let's actually dive in to the love languages. So just quickly, I'll name them again, and then we'll go through them in more detail about how they relate to marketing your business. So words of affirmation, acts of service, 
gifts, touch, and quality time. So the first one is words of affirmation. And for me in marketing, this would be using testimonials. They are such a great way to build social proof and trust with your audience. Trust is a huge thing right now. There's unfortunately a lack of trust in online businesses. And so it can be really, really important to be building that trust. And so when we see that someone else has liked and had a good interaction with a product or a service, it can help us to feel more confident that we are more likely to have a positive interaction with that service. And I don't know about you, but when I'm doing something like reading Amazon reviews and somebody gives it one star, you can totally tell if it really is an issue with the product or sometimes it's a bit more of a user issue, right? And it's really, really great to see when something has a whole ton of five-star reviews And then you go and look at the one-star reviews and their user issues are like, okay, well, that's fine. Like, I understand I've done those same things. That makes sense. That's not a problem with the product. Whereas if there's a multiple one-star reviews that are saying the same thing, like came broken or broke within a few weeks or doesn't do what it says it does or whatever it might be, then you kind of get a better idea of what you're getting yourself into and is the risk worth it. So testimonials And reviews are a great way to build up social proof. Now, I do not recommend in your marketing, you use those user error reviews, if you will, even if they are one star, even if they're funny, even if it just does show that (laughs) it was a, a user error and not an actual problem with your service or your product. But I do highly recommend that you use those five star reviews when you're using it in your marketing. And some of the really great ways to do this are in carousels. For many of my clients, we'll put like primary teachers love blah, blah, blah resource with pictures of the resources and then testimonials throughout so that they can scroll through it. You can use testimonials in your emails. Definitely, definitely, definitely recommend having it on sales pages or long form landing pages. So if it's one of the shorter ones where it's literally just the form with like two or three bullet points, you don't necessarily need testimonial there. But if you have a longer form landing page for a freebie opt-in, you can definitely consider putting a testimonial there. Weaving testimonials into your copy, whether it's social media copy, email copy, which I already said, blog posts, those are all great ways to incorporate it naturally. You can even use testimonials in your live where you're talking about the experience that a customer had, or you can actually read reviews, read testimonials during the live stream. A lot of people do that in podcasts. At the beginning of the podcast, they'll say just a shout out to this five-star review that I got. And then, oh, my last one was as a thank you, for example, in a podcast so that people feel that I'm gracious and feel recognized for leaving those reviews. And it can also encourage other people to leave reviews if you do something like that. Now, it's important to remember that testimonials probably aren't going to be the reason why someone ever tells you that they bought from you, it's a little bit more of a subconscious piece of your marketing. One of the many pieces of straw that eventually break the camel's back. So adding them in and using them throughout is again, just a really great way to help people trust you more, especially people who haven't been around in your audience, haven't purchased something else from you before, are still getting to know you. It can speed up that trust building piece. Love language number two is acts of service. So this is when you do something for somebody else. And in marketing, I am relating this to actually making an offer and telling people 
what you have for sale, what your signature offers are, what your programs are. And this is so important because how can people possibly, possibly know that you have something that they want to buy if you never tell them, right? If you're never mentioning, you're never allowing people the opportunity to buy, then they can't buy. Like, let's just say you wanted to buy a hammer and you didn't know that Walmart had a hammer. You may already be in Walmart and you just don't go to whatever section it would be in because you're like, oh, well, I don't think that like that's not something they have. But if for whatever reason, Walmart had signs up that were like, hammers, 50% off, or just like, hammers, aisle seven, whatever it might be. Like, oh, I need a hammer. I'll go there instead of taking another trip to whatever other store. So once somebody trusts you, then you may get those extra sales by just making the offer. And something that one of my coaches says all the time is selling is serving. Because when you're offering up your signature programs, your offers consistently and allowing people to join them when the time is right for them. And I'm not saying that that means you have to have your doors open at all times. Absolutely not. But if you're consistently selling and making offers to people and allowing them to get what they need, then you're helping them grow their business or you're helping them improve their teaching or make a difference in the classroom, whatever it might be that the impact that you're making by offering what you have, you're helping them actually take advantage of it and better their lives, better their business, better their classrooms. So it's really, really important to use this love language of marketing outside of a launch. Typically, we're very intentional during a launch. We're talking a lot about what we have to offer, what we have to sell, but it's important that you talk about it more than that. So even if the doors are closed, referring back to your offers, referring back to what people could have previously purchased from you is one way that you like just continually referencing your signature offer gives people the opportunity to just be aware of it and know about it. And it doesn't necessarily have to be in a buy now, but you could have the wait list. If you're interested in this, sign up for the wait list. If you offer services, doing a monthly work with me post is a really great way, or even bumping it up to weekly. Sharing about your freebies or your small ticket offers in your stories on a regular basis is great. And then calls to action in your emails, having people learn more about the program, using the call to action with a testimonial, making sure people know it's available and that it's a thing that they should be excited about, even if your doors are closed. Now, this, of course, is easier if you have something on Evergreen that can be purchased at any time, but it's still an important piece. People need to know and need to start getting excited about what you have before the launch, so that when the launch happens, they're ready to go, they're ready to buy. Okay, love language number three is gifts. And in the case of marketing, this would be your freebies, things that you are giving to people, high value quality content. So people love freebies. And also another part that's important to this is email nurturing is one of the best ways to build relationships and connections with your audience. And emails are making a comeback, if you will. There was a bit of a dip, but stats are on the up and up. I've heard this on other people's podcasts. I've heard this from my own clients. I've experienced it in my own business. Open rates and click rates have been steadily increasing over the last little while. And 
There are other factors in play, absolutely, but not really enough that anyone can seem to attribute it all to. It really genuinely seems like more people are opening emails than last year, two years ago, three years ago. So that's like really powerful information. I just want you to keep that in mind that email marketing is not dead. People are actually reading more of these emails. And I think part of it is that there has been a push towards quality, high value emails. And so if you're actually giving your audience something that they can gain from the email, they're more likely to continue opening your emails. So when and how are you going to do this? I already said you should be sharing your freebies on social media or whatever channels that you're using on a regular basis. So whether it's on your feed or in your stories, through reels, all of them in podcast episodes or blog posts that you do, consistently sharing your freebies is a really, really great way to make sure people actually know that the gift exists. The second way to be using this is during a collaboration. So if you are a guest on someone else's podcast, or if you record a training for a summit that you're in to make sure at the end, you share your freebie so that people can go and find that freebie and that they can get more from you and they can learn more from you. And then the last one comes back to something I just said, but is that your podcast and your blogs? And you can even consider creating a podcast or a blog post that goes with your freebie and is like a hype person or a commercial for your freebie. I typically would recommend like walking through using the freebie or how people can use it in their classroom or in their business, whatever it might be, whatever would be appropriate for the type of freebie you've created. But just creating a long form piece of content that has value outside of the freebie, but then also drives people to download the freebie at the same time. Love language number four is touch. And this one was really hard for me because this is actually like physical touch. So there are people who in relationships feel love and show their love by physical touch. So holding hands, hugs, you know, you can go down the road. physical touch means. So this is kind of hard, especially for online businesses, because there is very little physical touch. But I just brought it back to the relationship building, one-to-one relationships, connections that you can be doing with people, getting into DM conversations with people, coffee chats, and even live events, whether it's a small live event locally, or you can host a bigger, massive live event, that would probably fall under this one as well but it might fall under the last one. So either way, this is that relationship building piece and really the one-to-one relationship building as long as it makes sense in your business. So relationships are so important in today's digital marketing space because of that lack of trust. With bro marketing and a lot of people coming into online business over the pandemic, which caused just like waves of change, And not all of these people who came into their businesses were providing like high quality. It was a time where it was really easy to get away with garbage offers. And a lot of people saw success, but couldn't actually give what they were saying they were giving. And I think many people got burned. They bought courses, including myself, or just courses or programs or trainings or masterclasses or joint masterminds even. And there just wasn't the results that were expected. And I could go on for ages about how as the coachee, 
the person who's taking the course, the person who's taking the program, the person who's in the mastermind could go on for hours, how it's your responsibility to really like soak it in. But also there was a lot of garbage that got produced because more people were online. And a lot of those businesses are no longer around or are starting to falter or whatever it might be. But the bigger problem I think is that it eroded trust in people. I am much, much more cautious now to purchase something than I was two years ago because no matter how good the sales page is, no matter what kind of relationship I've built with the person beforehand, there could be just like smoke and mirrors and then almost nothing on the other side. And that terrifies me. And so building those one-to-one relationships is a way for your audience to vet you and to really connect with you and really feel like they can trust you. And then when you have a positive relationship with someone, you're more likely to feel like you got value out of whatever program you joined. So that's a big piece. Also building relationships, especially one-to-one relationships is very, very important for service providers or contractors, people who are providing one-to-one done for you services, because typically, and you can go back a couple episodes for this, but when I talked about the newest element of holistic marketing, I think it's 106, episode 106, relationship marketing and like networking is huge. And so this piece, the touch marketing, building the relationships is really important for anyone who is using relationship marketing and networking, building up their referral partnerships, because really that's how we get to know and trust people is through these one-on-one conversations. So I really, really recommend that you build time into your schedule to have authentic conversations, build authentic relationships, whether it's in your DMs or in groups. And I want you to be genuine in your conversations with other people. I think we've all been in those DM chats where someone's asking us all kinds of questions, but you know it's just to like get the information that they want from you so that they can pitch their thing. So I think it's really, really important that when you're having these conversations and you're building these relationships, it's in an authentic way, that there's no end game. It really just is to get to know these people better, to build relationships, build friendships, become biz besties or referral partners, whatever it might be, whatever makes sense in your case. And then you can invite people to do things with you in a way that's going to benefit them. And so I will often invite people to come live on Instagram with me or to be on my podcast, whatever I think would be really beneficial for them and what they're going to take away from it. And also it has a benefit to me, to my audience, but I want it to be a win-win. And you also need to take initiative. If you just sit back and hope that someone's going to invite you, then it's going to take a really long time. So what I found is the more I invite people to do things with me, the more that they invite me to do things with them. And so it's this give and take relationship where if I have something exciting happening, I invite ABC people. And then when they have things happening, then they invite me back. And so by me taking that initiative and inviting them first, I'm now being invited to that many more opportunities to build my business, to build relationships, to make connections. Okay, the last love language is quality time. And for this one, we're going to talk about trainings, video series, challenges, webinars, showing up and really giving people high quality, valuable information. This is a really great way to showcase yourself as an expert 
and to give a lot of value, typically in a short period of time. I almost would put my podcast or blog posts here as well, but that might go better under gifts. But that's another way that you're showing up as an expert. You're providing a ton of value. You want things to be impactful. Another great thing about having trainings or video series, it's helpful to build your list. You're going to get more people onto your email list and then you can nurture them and sell to them and, 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 right? So having video trainings and webinars, masterclasses, whatever you want to call them is going to be just a very, very powerful part of your marketing. And some of the best ways to do this is either to host a monthly or quarterly free training or low cost workshop. And then also to participate in summits or conferences and even to host your own conference or summit. And that can be online or in person, totally your choice. But the purpose, again, just going back to the purpose is to show up as an expert, provide tons and tons of value. And then hopefully the result is you're growing your email list and you're able to sell these people down the line. So just as a recap, the five love languages of marketing are words of affirmations, So use testimonials in your marketing, acts of service, actually making the offer and telling people what you sell, gifts, this is your freebies, your long form content, that value that you're giving away for free, touch, which is building relationships one-to-one, and then quality time. And this is those higher level trainings or video series webinars that you're offering. So what I want you to do so that you can actually take it and then implement it into your business is to decide which one of these five love languages you want to work on this quarter. And so we're at the beginning of February, I guess maybe about the middle of February. And so between now and the end of March is about six weeks. That's tons of time for you to really say, okay, what I really want to focus on is quality time. I'm going to create a brand new video series for my audience. You can map out the video series, you can record it. And so your goal is to have a new video series by the end of March. So what are the steps that you need to do? You break that down, decide the topic, outline the videos, record the videos, write the email sequences, promote the video series, and then week six video series goes live. So each week you have a tangible thing that you can do. And for whatever one of these love languages that you decide to implement into your business between now and the end of the quarter. So whether it's words of affirmations and being more intentional about your testimonials, whether it's acts of service, regularly making the offer and telling people what you sell, gifts, so being more intentional about your high quality, valuable content or the freebies, maybe you want to make a new freebie, touch, so being intentional about building relationships one-to-one with people or quality time. Like I said, maybe it's a new training or video series. Which one, and only pick one, which one of these things do you want to focus on between now and March? I would love if you took a screenshot of this episode, shared it on your stories, tag me and let me know and the audience know which one of these love languages you're focusing on between now and the end of March. And we will be cheering you on and celebrating your steps towards better marketing and your business this year. Thank you so much for joining me. And I will be back in your ear with another Saturday strategy session next weekend. Thank you for listening to this episode of Market Scale Grow. 
I'm so thankful that you've taken some time out of your busy schedule to make me part of your journey. If you love this podcast, don't forget to share it with your friends and then head to your favorite podcast app to subscribe so that you won't miss next week's episode or any of the upcoming ones. And if you loved it, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that other people can find this podcast and we can impact teachers and teacher business owners around the world. Thank you so much for listening and I'll be back in your ears next week with another Saturday strategy session.